right, hello, I am Justine, and sitting here with me in my house <gasps> is Haley. Hi! And we are here with In a Time of Ancient Gods, the Xena podcast, where we are reviewing every Xena episode in order, with some accidental spoilers, probably, along the way, <laughs> and researching the myths, legends, and characters we meet in the Xenaverse. That's right. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's how we live. Every time. <laughs> so... What have we been up to? What haven't we been up to? Oh, my goodness. The summer, you know, not to be a downer, but it was a rough one. We haven't had an episode in a while, mm-hmm. but yeah. On a high note, we both graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley got her PhD. Mm-hmm. I got a master's. Uh, we lost a few friends. And then my mom had a cancer scare. That was fun. Haley started a new teaching job. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching high school in my first year of teaching. Amazing. It's great and also super duper hard. Yeah. So applause to all teachers who've been doing it already Ooh. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> We're so proud of you, Haley. Thank you. You're making it work. Yeah. It's so far. Yeah. It's not easy out there. Yeah. And that's why we watch Xena. That's why we... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this episode came at just the right time. It really did. It's such mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. Whatever fun news do we have? Uh, oh, I reread Wise Child by Monica Furlong. Oh my God, I've got to do that. It's so good. Uh, if anyone's read it out there, it's some mm-hmm. really good like childhood 90s, new agey fantasy comfort, but also middle age cottage core, just mm-hmm. like atmospheric. Yeah, witchiness. coming of age, yeah. young girl, apprentice, witchcraft circle, but in a very kind of earthy, so earth-based, new agey way. It's so great. It really is part of our core personality. Yeah, I reread it and I was like, oh, this is why everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, had I had a daughter, she was going to be Juniper. I know. Well, Haley's like icon in my phone. It's a picture of one of the characters, <laughs> Juniper. So we so great. We love it. If you love Xena, you'll probably love Wise Child. Yesterday and today, I was listening to the Handsome podcast, which I hadn't listened mm-hmm. to before, but it's Tignataro, oh. Fortune Feimster, oh. and Mae Martin. Oh my gosh, they're and great. And it's just such a relaxing and hilarious listen. I love all of them. Exactly. I watched Mae Martin's show on Netflix. It was like two seasons. Lisa Kudrow was in it too. Oh, funny. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. Oh my God, I wasn't familiar with them before, but uh, I, really yeah, they just popped up on that show and I was like, they're hilarious. Yeah. And I love Fortune Feimster and I love mm-hmm. Tignataro. Yeah. Great. It's fantastic. So that's been good. I went to the Renaissance Fair what? last weekend. What? Spoiler. I, was, I know. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I just realized I didn't tell There Justine. were no texts. There were no photos. <laughs> oh, my god! We didn't take enough photos. I feel photos. neglected. <laughs> I know. But I, I just like it was so overwhelming just to plan getting there. Yeah, yeah. And my sister was, down was in visiting. Gilroy. Yeah, it was in Gilroy. And it was great. Like, You guys dress up? As much as we could. I wore like a lacy shirt and pants. That's and, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Just vibe. Yeah, vibe. exactly. Older son had a great time. He shot some arrows. Oh. He saw a joust in his little report at school. And now he says he wants to be a jouster when he grows up. Perfect. I had to get the teacher to translate it for me because I was like, J-A-W-S. Oh, like little kid translation? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, and she was like, like class? You know? <laughs> no, she was like, oh, jouster. He's been talking about the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> so, funny. <laughs> it was great. There was a sword so- swallower Ooh. named Cyrus, who was great. It was very family friendly and also fun. 
It was just a fantastic environment. One of my favorite things about Renaissance fairs is when you like turn a corner and then there's like some kind of leatherworks booth and yeah. they have all these leatherworks hanging from trees <laughs> and you so can just great. sniff around. Oh my gosh, it was a wonderful one because it was so big that you really felt like you were in a, you know, Renaissance Completely town. immersive environment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely recommend it. So those were some jo- joyful elements of the last. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Highly recommend it. It was just such a nice time too because like, you know, there are like, there are the orcs, there's like mm-hmm. the goth renaissance, there's the, like the a fairy fantasy people. Fairy fantasy, there's like the whatever, you know, self-described like busty maidens. Mm-hmm. Bar matron. Bar matrons. <laughs> you know, all types yeah. come to the renaissance fair and everyone is there to like have just a good elf. time yeah. and yeah, just enjoy each other's presence. Was it really hot out or was it a nice overcast day? It was pretty hot. We mm. got some ice cream. You guys a lot get a of big turkey. turkey leg? Yep. <laughs> I was like, you get a turkey leg? <laughs> I didn't get a turkey leg, actually, because it was so hot. And I was uh, like, I don't know if I can handle like a just leg. turkey for lunch. But I got a falafel sandwich, which oh. was fine and tasty. And Period specific. Mm-hmm. Great. It was great. Mm. A plus. Mm. A plus plus. So fun. Yeah. And even the arrow shooting people gave my son a little leather bag with an award in it because he was the youngest kid to try the arrows. It was just so friendly. He's like, I shall. <laughs> I'm going to be that. I'll do it today. <laughs> the youngest archer. Yes. <laughs> I will try it. The bow is like taller than he was. Uh, shooting bow and arrow is really fun. We did yeah. it in like fifth grade, I think. Oh, fun. I remember doing it in Golden Gate Park. Oh my gosh. Lucky. It's cool. It's cool. Should we get started? Yeah, let's get let's started. This episode was so good. Ah, oh. uh, there were so many elements that I was like, I thought this was in three different episodes because they're all so good. It was just perfect. Mm-hmm. This is clearly just a comedy genius episode. I know. Perfectly directed. I'm dying perfectly for the acted. IMDb description oh, if you have it. Oh. I didn't look it up. I have it. Get <laughs> ready for know. it. Okay. So the episode title, A Day in the Life, mm-hmm. first aired February 17th in 1997, written by R.J. Stewart, mm-hmm. fave, directed by Michael Go Tell Herc that Xena's dead Hurst. <gasps> oh, my God. TV's Eolus. Whoa. <laughs> he does an amazing job. So great. I think this is the first one that he directs. Okay. But the IMDb description. Are you ready for it? I'm so, ready. Just to set the table, Mm -hmm. normally our IMDb descriptions are like very vague two sentences, okay? Mm -hmm. Not today. Great. How do they use the bathroom? How do they make decisions? (laughs) How do they cook an eel when their frying pan is broken? And is there a romantic relationship between Xena and Gabrielle? Mm -hmm. All is revealed in a day in the life of Xena and Gabrielle, as Xena and Gabrielle battle a warlord and his army who plan to loot a village and save another village from being destroyed by a giant. Amazing. <laughs> so many questions, like direct so many audience. Questions. Yeah, I engagement. know. Mm. Makes me want to answer every single one of them. <laughs> How do they use the bathroom? Well, they go I in know. the bushes. Mm-hmm. How do they make decisions? Uh, Xena is just great at it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Xena. Gabby tries, but. How do they cook an eel when their frying pan is broken? Well, that part is actually not answered, no, right? It's not. They like kind of so. gesture towards it, but. Mm. I think she gets a new frying pan. She trades yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And is there a romantic relationship between Zena and Gabrielle? Yes, there yes. is. Very clear. There's mm-hmm. no subtext in this episode. No. It is clear as day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every question pretty much is answered. Yeah, exactly. 
while I was just perusing IMDb, I was like, what else is Michael Hurst directed? Because mm-hmm. I know he did other episodes of the Xenoverse. I think this is the first one. And I, I really feel like we talked about it either on the podcast or just in person. But he directed a movie called Amazon High, which <laughs> I don't know if we just watched a preview for it. I don't think we watched it. No. But it's I would have remembered. I Selma like Blair. Uh huh. Selma Blair. Yeah. Carl Urban. What? Danielle McCormick, or Danielle Cormick. Oh, my God. And it's written by R.J. Stewart and Rob Tappert. And the IMDb description for that is, <laughs> a high school teenager wakes up in a time of Amazons and gods. What? <laughs> well, I, you, I'm very disappointed I can't watch it right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, I oh, kind of remember so it, good. though. Like, I remember Selma Blair, like, running hmm. in ancient Greece. Really? Yeah. You but must have seen some of it. We might have just like this might have been in a um late like night early Google. aughts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Late night YouTubing Perhaps. in college. Sounds so good. Gotta check it out. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there, have you seen it? Let us know. Tell us all about it. Tell us your impression. Write your own IMDB description. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So okay. Our take on the episode. Who's the big Full bad? Stuff. Who are we? Is there a warlord? A god? Is it Zena's past? I feel like the big bad is everyone's obsession with Xena and their inability to handle themselves when she comes around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and the big giant. And the big giant. But, mm-hmm. you know, and also our little, our dude Zag, Sagrius. Mm-hmm. He's like bad, quote unquote. Comes in. <laughs> the bad. <laughs> bad guy. Bad guy. Uh, there's no gods. We do have a giant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is some, like, reference to possibly Demeter, maybe Hecate. Right. It's like uh-huh. that crossroads yeah. statue, it's which is there throughout cool. the whole episode. Yeah, she just keeps coming back in, mm-hmm. like, different places. I know. Do we have villagers? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But seemingly, uh, then we Named. also have a village bereft of villagers. Yeah, an abandoned village. No Dr. Xena. We do have mm-hmm. an inventor Xena. Mm-hmm. I would say no cults. No dungeons, yeah. no skellies. Love interest in this episode, definitely Gabby. Oh, yeah. And then the village dude, Hower, is obsessed with Xena, but that mm-hmm. is a one-sided obsession. Yes, absolutely. And our research for this episode, I'm researching Zagreus, my dude, mm-hmm. and Haley's researching kites, <laughs> which will become clear as we get to it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all about them, kind of, as much as I could find out. So uh, we start off with some like ominous whooshing, spooky mm. sounds, which are like kind of like the chakram. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in a forest, but like the whooshing sounds are kind of this like indicator that Xena's alert, danger's near. Mm. It's daylight, mm-hmm. and, but Xena and Gabby are still asleep next to the embers of their dying fire, still sleeping, which surprised me. Broad daylight, but through the forest, there are warlords, brigands sneaking along and they say they think they've got her i know they say now she's ours and then <laughs> he tries to chop at her but she catches the blade she's awakened so and she's fighting them with pots and pans she has a frying pan she's like time for breakfast and then there's these <laughs> great pots and pans sound effects where it's like bong bang bong mm-hmm. and gabby's still asleep while xena's fighting off like five dudes yeah and some dudes are creeping near gabby and she does, she ululates, she jump spins, she lands on a water bottle and squirts into Gabby's face to wake her up. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> and Zena's having a great time this whole time. Yeah, she's laughing. She's like, come on, get me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Zena flings the frying pan like a chakram to knock yeah. all the guys out. And that would hurt. 
It would really hurt. Cast iron. I wouldn't pan. like it. No. They must be super heavy. <laughs> but she does that. It bangs everyone in the head. And Gabby's doing a pretty good job, too. Gabby's doing a really good job. She's, she's got her staff. She's holding her own. Mm-hmm. But when the frying pan lands at Gabby's feet, she is mad. Oh, yeah. Because this is like the last frying pan they have. Mm-hmm. And Xena keeps messing them up. And it's like all bent out of shape. So maybe it wasn't cast iron. Oh, yeah. It's maybe a cheaper frying pan. <laughs> or maybe Xena's just that. You know, <laughs> Could be. is so strong. <laughs> but I love the interaction between them where Xena yeah. was having such a great time fighting everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Gabby just like totally harshed her mellow and was it's... like, why are you doing that? And Xena's <laughs> like, what? Taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And the dude tried to crawl away, and Zena puts a pinch on him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the editing was so funny here. It's, like, very documentary where they're jumping back and forth between Zena and Gabby as they argue. Yeah. And we hear the pinch dude in pain. <laughs> He's like, can you just pay attention to me for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Talk about this another time. And Gabby says, like, you have weapons. Why did you use our only frying pan? Zena says, I like to get creative in a fight. It gets my juices flowing. <laughs> and Gabby says, well, can we cook with your juices? <laughs> so good. They're so funny. <laughs> and then the guy's like, come on, pay attention to me. Come here. Zena's like, ah, okay. And she tries to explain the pinch, but he's already heard all about it. He knows about it. And he tells her all about Zagreus, my dude. Mm-hmm. My dude, who's a, a warlord who wants to pillage a village. Mm-hmm. And he heard that Zena was around, and he wants to stop her from interfering. And yeah. Zena's like, cool, now we have something to do today. Yeah. I wanted something to get my juices going. <laughs> now I have something. And Gabby's just mad. And then uh, oh, in every scene of this episode, there's like a label in Greek, and then the translation uh, yes. in English. Mm-hmm. And this is finding your way. Oh. So now we're at a crossroads with this kind of like Venus of Villendorfy Demeter statue. Mm-hmm. It's like a woman figure holding like a wheat and a baby. Maybe she's, I don't know. And I then feel Gabby like she's like flowers. breastfeeding the baby too. Yeah. It's very, it's a very maternal figure. It was really interesting. I wonder what their choice was. For I know. That. I should have researched that. Me too. But Gabby leaves flowers for the statue. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's it's so like nice. this really lovely. I just, mm. I love their spirituality. I know. It's like so, Ugh, so many journeys lovely. happening at once. Mm. And Zena. so Gabby's like, Zena's suggesting that Gabby could participate in the pinch interrogations. And Gabby's like, like, you'd ever let me do that. Yeah. And then Zena's like, you ask good questions. And then immediately Gabby's like, let's do it on the next person who comes by. <laughs> she's so <laughs> funny. And she's like bloodthirsty. Yeah. And then Zena has to grab her by the hair to stop her from like putting the pinch on somebody. And then um, so this guy runs up. Mm-hmm. And he has this really great dirt makeup on his face. Did you it notice? It is great. It was- I'm glad you mentioned it because I was just noticing it and not saying anything it was, but it was really impressive like it was very clear he had like squinted his eyes and he yes. put a bunch of like dirt then, on like, his face sprayed dust at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was really good so he comes up and he's like my village is in danger from a mm-hmm. giant who wants protection money but the village can't pay so he's gonna flatten us oh no and gabby's like okay cool we're gonna have to gather data on the needs of every village and mm-hmm. that's gonna inform our decision of where we can go yeah, she Next makes, scene. like, a whole pro-con list. Yeah. And Xena's just like, uh, and flips a coin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, we're working with a giant. That's what we're going to do. But also, it's like, Gabby, I mean, spoiler alert, but we know Xena's going to save both of them. Absolutely. And Xena would never just, like, and Gabby's choose like, one just or the make other. a choice. Sometimes you have to make a choice. And Xena's like, no, I can do everything. <laughs> I can do it all. Ugh, can't she come into my life? I don't know. 
All right. So she's, she's going to help me out. Okay. So they're walking along. I loved as they were walking. Did you notice they did the kind of surprise butt kicks as yeah. they were walking? Yeah. That's like another whole hilarious just running just something gag. we should all do yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you're walking and then you lift up your foot surprisingly being able to kick the other person in the butt while they're walking it is fun mm-hmm. like i love doing that i mm-hmm. love the uh, running gag of gabby just trying to like best xena mm-hmm. so she'll try to attack her unawares yes absolutely oh we find out the guy's name is Howard mm-hmm. while they're walking to his village and gabby's like oh maybe we can get some frying pans in your village and Zena's like, I don't want to hear about this all day. <laughs> Stop talking about the frying pans. <laughs> How irritated Zena was getting. It was like really, really fun. But did we miss the theme? Uh, we no. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Y- your timing, uh, your your sense of Zena timing is correct because we're at the theme right now. <laughs> oh, good, yes. Oh, my gosh. I was like, we cannot miss it. I have it in all caps. Great. I watched this with my sons this time, and I was like, are you guys watching the theme? Do they love it? They loved it. I mean, it just gets you running around. I know. It's your heart pumping. She's going to turn and smile. She's got her sword. She's got her sword. So good. <laughs> I love her. Okay, so they're on the road through the forest, mm-hmm. and Gabby and Zena are playing 20 questions. And Gabby's trying to like guess dudes that Zena's killed, and it's yeah. so macabre and so <laughs> great. <laughs> like, it's not a friendly game. <laughs> Howard's walking ahead of them, and he keeps turning around. He has this like puppy dog eyes for mm-hmm. Zena. And Zena's like, ugh. Yeah. She's like, I've seen this before. Yeah. So they're talking about the giant again. And Howard doesn't know how big the giant is. He's never seen him. He's Mm -hmm. only talked to a messenger. And Gabby's like, this sounds like a trick. And I know all about these. Mm. And Zena's like, we can use this fact that he's never been to your village to our advantage. Mm -hmm. They're plotting already. They're plotting. And Zena has a very rumbly tummy because she's Mm -hmm. hungry. And she's like, let's go to the creek and eat some fish. And Gabby's like, it'd be cool if we had a frying pan. You know, be good in this situation. Something that could cook a fish so we could eat it. Oh my god, so good. Um, so Xena wades out into the water. This is my favorite scene of the whole episode. Um, this caught me totally by surprise because I was like, this episode is so good. And then here comes the Xena fishing with her hands part. And I was like, I was convinced this was in the episode where she could like Everyone falls in love with each other. I think she does a lot of fishing. Oh, I think they were like, well, this so is a crowd good. pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to put it in this. again. And I'm so grateful. I know. So first she like gets into the water. She mm-hmm. puts up her hair and she's just like looking for fish. And But listening. she's also listening for fish, mm-hmm. which is my favorite. <laughs> and then just listen for the little squeaks. Mm-hmm. She's got her hunter's joyful expression mm-hmm. on, just kind of attentive. She's just in and, the zone. Mm-hmm. And Howard's like, doesn't she need a fishing pole? And Gabby's like, mm, no. no. <laughs> and then uh, Zena, while, you know, so hyper-focused, also mm-hmm. is completely aware of all of her surroundings. Mm-hmm. And then sees that some horse tracks are across the river. Mm-hmm. And then Gabby's like, too bad you can't save that village. You can't be in two places at once. And Zena's like, hmm, I don't have to be. And then she catches a screaming <laughs> eel. <laughs> oh, first she, like, asks what the re- – she takes requests. Oh, yeah, she takes She's like, requests. would you like trout or perch? And Gabby's like, I like salmon. And Zena's like, wrong kind of creek – wrong season wrong and then (laughs) gabby's like fine i'll take an eel 
<laughs> As if she couldn't find an eel. <laughs> I know, exactly. And Zena's like, sure, I'll get you an eel. And she flings it at her. And it's screeching. And Gabby's Screeching mad. eel. And then Howard is just like, while well, she's still hunting, Howard asks Gabby if Zena ever thinks about settling down and getting married. <laughs> Gabby's yeah, like, no, she doesn't. She <laughs> mm-hmm. likes hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. And then Zena throws more fish at her. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just the visuals in the scene of Howard just being so, like, puppy love obsessed with her mm-hmm. and her just, like, feral hunting for fish. <laughs> it's my favorite so thing. Good. I mean, it's just, like, <laughs> so every time someone falls in love with Zena, particularly in this episode, it's like we're all in that boat. You know, <laughs> we all feel that we totally well, identify. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, so good. we're every person in that in that scene. Every single person, they're mm-hmm. all are inside of us. Yes, exactly. So but, we well, do we cut? Do we cut to well, Gabby? Gabby sends Howard off to go get firewood, mm-hmm. and Zena plops down next oh, to yeah. Gabby, and mm-hmm. Gabby's like, "Yo, Howard's in love with you." And Zena's like, "Again? Why does this always happen?" And they are like. Gabby's just talking to her about her eyes and that mm-hmm. she's wearing leather. And then they're like, I should change my look. And that's goofy. <laughs> and they're just laughing. And yeah, I love their in-jokes. And they're such a cute couple. They just seem so in tune. Yeah. Even though they're bickering and stuff. I know. But like, the great. bickering is just like little like mm-hmm. lovers bickering. It's really cute. We love it. And then Howard brings her some wildflowers and says, flowers for a flower. <laughs> Which like, can you imagine giving, like, what is she going to do with that? Where is she going to put <sighs> it? I don't know. If you love Xena, give her like, I don't know, some like saddle soap or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh, a whip. So, okay, then we cut to Gabby. Gabby. What's Gabby doing, Haley? She's cutting the fish's head off with a chakram. Xena is not pleased. I yelled at the screen. I was like, (laughs) you're going to the blade. What are you doing? She's like hacking at it on a rock. I know. Oh, my God. It's not an effective cutting tool for this purpose. And Xena's like, it's going to smell like fish for days. And then Gabby says, you throw all our cooking tools at warlords. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. And then, okay, Xena's calls Howard over, Mm -hmm. tells him to give a message to Zagreus, says not to worry about anything. Xena won't get in the way if he doesn't get in hers. Right, exactly. And we're like, okay, cool. Mysterious plot. There's some kind of, yeah. There's a plan going here. Yeah. And then- There's uh, a screen. Oh, this is, so this scene is a call from nature. Mm Mm-hmm. This is just part of a day in the life. So we're back (laughs) on the road. Gabby and Argo in the field. Gabby's acting out this, like, Bacchae story. Mm Mm-hmm. Falling on victims like hungry wolves. And uh, before we get to this very hilarious punchline of this story, mm-hmm. I figured um, since we mentioned Bacchae here, I could yes. do my Zagreus research. Ooh, yes. Ready for it? I okay, am me... ready. So, Zagreus, our guy. In the show, he's a warlord. But in reality, he's kind of a god of the Orphic religions. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I read the Theoi.com entry about him, Wikipedia post. And then I read two articles, Tearing Apart the Zagreus Myth, Ooh. A Few Disparaging Remarks on Orphism and Original Sin by Radcliffe Edmonds, Ooh. and Orpheus's Erotic Mysteries, Plato, Pederasty, and the Zagreus Myth in Phanicles oh. by Sarah Burgess Watson, I believe is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. So, as interpreted by the scholar Carl Carigny, the Ionian Greek word for a hunter who catches live animals is called Zagreus. Isn't that interesting? So the word zagri signifies a pit for the capture of live animals. So it's really this like capturing of live creatures. 
So like many very, very, very old stories, kind of the origin story of Zagreus has like changed over time as Mm -hmm. it kind of like gets syncretized and morphed from different villages and different religions and like take it and use it for whatever parts they need. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of adopting different elements here and there. So the kind of earliest mentions of Zagreus connect him with the underworld. So kind of possibly implying he's the highest god of the underworld. Ooh, wow. He has these like overlapping identities and various stories as like the son of Hades and sometimes he's Hades himself. Wow. I had no idea. I know. It was really interesting. So his followers are usually associated with feasting on raw flesh, dismemberment of animals in honor of him. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's associated with the concept of sparagmos, which I believe we discussed. <laughs> oh, sparagmos. <laughs> well, we, we discussed this and girls just want to have fun with oh, the yeah. other bakai. Mm-hmm. So sparagmos is an act of tearing apart mangling in a Dionysian <laughs> context of just like ripping humans apart or whatever. Yeah, right. So in right. The, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what I... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So the Dionysian rites are represented in myth as like a living animal, sometimes a person who's sacrificed by being dismembered. Uh Uh-huh. Then followed by omophagia, which is the ritual eating of raw flesh. That's Uh, one way to do it. So this is all like, yeah, associated with the Bacchae, Mm -hmm. very vampiristic, Mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. Um, But also makes you think like, okay, well, were they really doing this or was this just like an opposing viewpoints? Right. And did they just have some steak tartare? Yeah, exactly. A little mini feast. So in Euripides' tellings, he's associated him with Dionysus, the like wine god baby of Zeus and Semele. Mm. And Euripides refers to him as the Orphic Dionysus Sagrius. And he's like really Mm. painted kind of in this like mystic, underworldly, oracular kind Mm -hmm. of character. In more like modern kind of Christian versions of the Greek myth, he is kind of a like pre-incarnated form of Dionysus. So Sagrius is the son of Zeus and Persephone. Hmm. Whom Zeus seduced in disguise as a serpent. That Zeus. I know. Come I was like, on. Oh my God. But how chthonic, right? Know, like how really? ancient. Absolutely. It was like, oh, okay, so like this like super male god dude had to become this like ancient serpent creature, which we know are like symbols of you know, the old order and like mm-hmm. older religions. And right. uh, which is so interesting. Yeah, fascinating. So Hera was furious about this and set the Titans to attack the baby. One description is that the giant titans whitened their faces with chalk and attacked him. Ah. Another version, they trick him with toys and then cut him up into pieces with knives. And then oh, uh, no. with the dismembered pieces, they boiled, roasted, and ate his corpse. Just don't. This poor dude. Don't do it. Athena in the story saved the baby's heart, gave it to Zeus, and he put it in a potion and he gave to the like mortal Semele who then gave birth to the reincarnated Dionysus. Whoa. I know. I was like, this story's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then in other retellings, the the genitals of Zagreus were later recovered by the Kabairoi, who were two demigods of the island of Samothrace, Uh and they deposited his genitals in a sacred cave on the isle and instituted the Samothracian mysteries in honor of the dead god. So it's kind of this like tourist yeah. location. So he's, he's very important kind of yeah. all over ancient Greece. Zeus finds out about this murder. Or when he found out about the murder, he was pissed. Thunder and lightning. He like kills all the titans. And then from their ashes, humans are born, which is anthropogony, which I believe is how you describe yeah. that, which is the study of human origins. I did look up how to pronounce it and then immediately forgot it because I didn't Sounds write it down. good enough to me. And 
I just made a little note that I rewatched 2001 Space Odyssey kind of for the first time the other night, and the 20 minute chimps murdering each other scene was a lot. That's my note about that. <laughs> and that's where humans come from. <laughs> Antipogony people. Maybe that's part of my fear of chimps too, because I watched that movie when I was like nine or something like that. Oh, well, that's every reason to be afraid because they're also yeah. like really unsettling because it's so yes. clearly people in monkey suits. Yeah. Which is like, I don't Very know, scary. so many layers to that oh, of yeah. like our fear of animals, our fear mm-hmm. of like the uncanny mm-hmm. valley and right. a fear of just, I don't know, I'm afraid of chimps in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> this like that kind of like anthropogony reincarnation isn't really the version the Orphic practitioners would have known. It's mm. kind of more like modern like the christianized version of like you know the death and the rebirth Mm -hmm. and having it be like where humans came from or i don't know just trying to find christian themes in Mm -hmm. older stories right they're like this is the truth so probably this myth is actually about yeah exactly so the author of one of the articles watson discusses the story showing like all the basic elements of the dionysian mystery religion human bodies being made of pure divine and and evil like the bad titans bodies who ate the baby god so it like in these kind of um like sort of christian retellings they have this they're like bound with or this concept of original sin too mm-hmm. so i was like trying to, i don't know it was like very heady and so i was trying to like fascinating parse it out a little bit but it needed a lot more research than i could do yeah well it just makes me think about because i didn't realize until you were just talking about that that like a lot of this rediscovery of folklore mm-hmm. i'm guessing in the, like the 19th and 20th centuries yeah is also during this time of like kind of shifting and also persistent anti-semitism and mm-hmm. like these mm-hmm. like older myths in general in christian yeah. europe about uh, yeah i read this really great book uh, a couple years ago satanic panic mm-hmm. which is just like that othering the like witch hunting of like these same qualities are applied to every like mm-hmm. scapegoat yeah identity. right like it was jewish people it was people practicing witchcraft it was just like anyone mm-hmm. like and like QAnon nonsense today you know there's right. still like democrats yeah. like eat babies right like, no, exactly these types of like yeah <laughs> kind of persistent myths and othering people and then yeah. also just in terms of like Trying to understand other like cosmologies mm-hmm. through the lens of like evil and good. Yeah. When it's like that's not what it was about. Right. At all. And yeah. having to like add that the layer of this binary reality mm-hmm. to it is, uh, I don't know. They're, yeah, just retelling it to serve their own agenda mm-hmm. and like finding similarities that weren't actually there. Right. That's so uh, fascinating. It is very fascinating. And it's just so, ugh, just Greek myths are so cool. Cause then yeah. there's like, like you read one story and there's like the pop culture versions. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And then how like Xena is actually like, you know, carrying on this long tradition of people mm-hmm. just taking these characters and retelling them. Yeah. It's not like there isn't one true story. Right. Exactly. I know. Okay. We kind of talked about everything else I want to talk about. Sorry to jump in. Oh, but no, it's, it's so good. fascinating. Um, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we're covered with this. That feels good. Cool. Great. Thank you for sharing Zagreus. about Zagreus. I never would have guessed from the way he's portrayed in this episode. <laughs> Me neither. I was like, well, that's and so I'm just more fond of him. Oh yeah. Like, oh, he was great. He was we'll re- get to him. He was very hilarious. <laughs> okay. So we're back. We're back. It's a call from nature. Gabby's reciting poetry, composing poetry. About the Bacchae. About the Bacchae in She's, a field. Yeah. And Xena's in a bush. 
peeing, mm-hmm. pooping, doing whatever. And Gabby's like, I've got this great perfect line. I'm going to write it down in my scroll. She takes out a scroll and <gasps> it's ripped. <laughs> Zena struts out from the bush, unperturbed. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and she's... Uh, Gabby's like, you used my scroll? And Zena's like, take it easy. There were no good leaves in the bush. I used a piece that didn't have much writing on it. Just so funny and like so disrespectful and hilarious. And like so, yeah. Just the like the intimacy no. of their relationship mm-hmm. where Zena's just like, whatever. Yeah. This is like a part. She's not even like, why are you even paying? I never use the bathroom. She's like, no, I needed this. I needed something. <laughs> there were no good leaves. I love thinking about her having leaf preferences. It's <laughs> like, not these ones. <laughs> They're not broad yeah. enough. It was great. Okay. Then we hear giant steps and Zena mm-hmm. runs off. And then next scene is giving directions. Mm-hmm. Gabby's writing the name of towns on some, like, she's making fake road signs. Oh, that's what she was doing. I yeah. was like, she's writing the word Laurel. Onto a road sign. Oh, because that was one of the villages mm-hmm. named Laurel. So she's making some fake road signs. Mm-hmm. And so so they're back at the crossroads with the statue. So like- I, I, the, They keep coming back. I was like confused about the or layout the of this keeps moving. Uh, yeah. Zena thinks the giant might want to stop by the giant's burial ground nearby. So Great. we're back in that Great region from a there. previous episode. Oof. And, um, uh, so we're walking on the road to Howard's town mm-hmm. and they're playing 20 questions again. Mm-hmm. They get to the town, and it's just chickens and goats. Yeah. And, like, Gabby's like, we have definitely been in this village before. And the audience is like, yeah, I think we have. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's like every other village we've been to. Like, yep, some goats, chickens, some, like, wares outside. We the same. <laughs> it's such a great joke. <laughs> it's really funny. And then uh, some lady runs up and grabs mm-hmm. a very wiggly goat. Yeah. And she's so excited to meet Zena. Oh, my gosh. She recognizes her immediately. And Zena's like, who, me? And, like, looks behind her as if she's excited to see someone else, which was charming. I know. We're like, <laughs> you still, Zena, you know. And <laughs> then the too. lady's like, you're the main thing, the real deal. Oh, yeah. The number one attraction. <laughs> and then she looks over to Gabby and she's like, and you must be, um, Lariel. <laughs> and Gabby's like, mm. I love Gabby in that moment. I rewatched it a couple times. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that scene. I was just oh, so, so amused. Good. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and someone so, says, hey, lady, we're on a mission. Is that Gabby? Maybe. Someone says it. Maybe mm-hmm. I just wrote it. But this lady is Howard's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which is getting complicated because Howard did not mention a girlfriend. He didn't in, even. When he was given flowers to Zena. anything about it. These are a lot of heavy, giant emotions in this village. Absolutely. And she and Howard have stayed behind to help the village. They're yeah. brave. Yeah. They're going to try to fight a giant. Know, and her name is Minya. Mm-hmm. And she says she's here to help. She can read and she's strong. Mm-hmm. Great. Same. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, this is a part where I was like, she is the avatar of like the fan base in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we are all Minya. Yeah. We're going to show, we're going to stick around because Zena inspired us to stick mm-hmm. around. She's strong. She can read. And she loves Zena. Yep. Check, check, check. <laughs> I want a pin that says that. I'm strong. I can read. And I love Xena. <laughs> okay, Xena doesn't know what her plan yeah. is yet. But Minya's like, how can I help you concentrate? Mm-hmm. So then we cut to a candlelit bath scene mm-hmm. where Xena and Gabby are taking a bath and playing 20 questions. And then Minya keeps boring, like, 
boiling water into the tub yeah, and exactly. they jump every time. It's really funny. It's great. It's and like, <laughs> Cena gets me like, that's enough, Minya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Azina's kind of waiting for divine inspiration. Gabby's, mm-hmm. like, brushing her hair. Gabby's being, like, super sensitive mm-hmm. and lovely. They're having this really intimate, like, bathtub washing mm-hmm. moment. And then she's, like, oh, she's kind of retelling her how she defeated Goliath. And they could just redo that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the mirrors in the sun. And Zena's yeah. like, I did that already. Gabby's and- like, you don't have to, like, reinvent the wheel every time. You don't have to make it creative every time. And what's the point? I know. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> why would we watch? Or like, why would Zena? I mean, she's got to get something out of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. I also liked when Zena cleans Gabby's ears like a squeegee. I was just gonna say <laughs> when they switch in the juxtaposition of like just Zena's just like zero sensuality. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, like I'm gonna get you clean. <laughs> <laughs> just scrub a dub. Uh, and yeah, the sound effects were so funny. Mm-hmm. Just cleaning your ears. And they're, like, debating who's going to be the boss, who's going to make the plans, mm -hmm. who can have sensitive conversations. Yeah, there's a lot of emotional triangles that Mm -hmm. Gabby's going to have to work out Mm -hmm. because she can handle the sensitive chats. Yeah, and and Zena's like, I can do it. Zena can definitely. Zena would take care of it. Oh, yeah. And Gabby's going to just, like. It's tough to be Gabby. It's tough to be Gabby. Because Zena can do anything. (laughs) I know. What's what's your role, Gabs? She's Um, figuring it out. She's where everyone's figuring. We're all figuring. Then they have a fun splash fight. Yeah, that was cute. Mm-hmm. They're laughing. We love it. Uh, I know. I, yeah. What were my feelings? Oh, then Gabby's like, Minya, go gather all the mirrors in town because Gabby's taking charge. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do this thing that Zena thought of six months ago and act yeah. like it's my idea. Mm-hmm. Gabby. But then it also lets Min- Minya go so that <laughs> Zena and Gabby can chat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just hang out. Because Minya's like, tell me. I know. Minya was, Minya was being a little much. So as Minya's gathering the mirrors, Howard returns, just in time for Zena to stroll into view. She's so beautiful. Flip her hair. Just like <laughs> do whatever people do. I know, whatever like lovely, strong mm-hmm. people do when they get out of bathtubs. <laughs> yeah, and they're exactly. Go in the pool. Kill a giant. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she, and uh, Howard's like, yeah. I'm like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then Minya's like, oh no, he loves her. I know. Concerns mount. <sighs> So then Howard reports back to Xena, and she knew exactly what Zagreus would say, mm-hmm. which was that he's, like, going to double back and see what Xena's up to. Yeah. He didn't trust what she had to say. Mm-hmm. So he's going to hold off on attacking the village till he figures out Xena's plan. Mm-hmm. And then she says, Zagreus has the nerves of mush and wouldn't trust his own mother. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> then she tells Howard to go back to Zagreus, and mm-hmm. then he can, to say he can do whatever he wants with the other village, Yeah, um, which was but, maybe like, called stay. Piedmont. Yeah, that's what I wrote down, too. Okay. I should have looked up all of that. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. Piedmont, that's where he's going. And he's like, you can do whatever you want in Piedmont, but you better not touch Laurel, which is Howard's village. Mm-hmm. Howard runs off. Zena tells him to say bye to Minya. But he's over Minya. Mm-hmm. But he does say bye. He's like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. See ya. And then he runs away and clicks his heels. Yeah. Gabrielle asks Minya if she wants to trade for a frying pan. Mm-hmm. She's like, hmm, maybe. Next. They both have ideas. Oh, yeah. Practice makes perfect. So Gabby peeks in on Zena in a barn who's doing this great meditation exercise. <laughs> she's like, she's just concentrating. And then all of a sudden she jumps up and kicks two buckets at the same time. So great. Doing the splits. Ugh. And Gabby tries to sneak up on her, but Gina, Zena does the jump and ululates, mm-hmm. kicks the buckets. And then uh, she knocks the staff out of Gabby's hands mm-hmm. and lands back in a centered position. Perfect. 
And then Gabby's still guessing the 20 questions game, still not getting it. Mm-hmm. It's someone Xena fought. Gabby gives up. And it's Theodorus. And Gabby's mad because Callisto killed Theodorus. And Xena's like, well, she was in my body at the time. <laughs> Love it. It's like such a good in-joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know. You're making it's light like, of a really awful thing. If you were just thing. starting out the episode. You're just like, who's Callisto? Mm-hmm. Who's... Why was she in your body? Why did you murder this man? (laughs) (laughs) Mom? (laughs) Why is Xena murdering? (laughs) Uh, So they hear some sounds outside, and Mm -hmm. it's Minya with Xena's whip. She has her whip, and she's hitting herself in the face accidentally. Oopsies. Xena's like, be careful. Give it back. Mm -hmm. And guess what Gabby did? She's like, I traded it. I She needed that, and I needed a frying pan. Oh, my God. And Xena's pissed, as she should mm-hmm. be, but, like, equally as pissed as Gabby should be for Xena using her scrolls. Every single, paper. yes. Yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to stop messing with each other's stuff. Yeah. And Xena's, like, really hurt. Minya's like, no, you can't have it back. Yeah. Uh, it's like, just like you can't have my boyfriend. Exactly. And Xena's just like, I'm really pissed about this whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to help everybody out, and then everyone's just messing with my plan. Yeah. <laughs> can you just <laughs> do what I say? Everyone just do what I say. It's going to be fine. And she, trust me. Uh, she goes to check on the giant, mm-hmm. and then she tells them to move all the mirrors to the north of the town. Okay. And they cut to Howard running back, and then he catches Zena mid-road. And he's like, yo, Zena. And Zena says, yo, Howard. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah. I had to watch it a couple of times. I was like, this seems like unusual dialogue for them. Maybe it was supposed to be like the like Roman, like I-O. Maybe. I-O. It was spelled Y-O in the subtitles. Oh. Who knows? I don't know. But they greet mean. each other. Yeah. Friendly. Um, and she reveals her plan. Yeah, which is? To lure Zagreus to the town. But she has to time things precisely. Mm-hmm. And what's that? She's going to time the giant and the army arriving at the same time. So mm-hmm. they'll fight. Yeah. And they find a big giant footprint. And then she measures it. I love her measuring it. Like three, <laughs> she was measuring it with her hands. She's mm. like, oh, it's three paces. Gotta be Gareth, because she knows everyone's She's feet like, size. that's Gareth's shoe size. Yeah. He's the biggest, meanest giant who ever walked Earth. Ah. And then we cut to Minya reading the Xena scrolls, because mm-hmm. she can read, and she's strong. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you have one where Xena steals someone's boyfriend, or do you always leave that part out? Aww. <laughs> she's feeling a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. And Gabby's like, don't worry. Xena will fix it. It's yeah. not a problem. Well, she said Xena has more integrity in that way than anyone I've ever met. Aww. That's nice. I know. But then Howard comes in. Oh, my God. I think and he's, he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm in love with Cena. Cena shows up. Things are tense. But uh, she's like, you know, our plans aren't going to work. We're forgetting the mirrors. Giant is Gareth and rate clouds are coming. So he's oh no. too big for any of this mirror stuff. And Zena's like, huh, Zeus killed giants with lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. As we learned from the Zagreus myth. Oh, Whoa. my gosh. These Xena writers, Whoa. they're always three steps ahead of us. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That really tied it all together. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Um, well, speaking of my research, we're almost up to Haley's I know, research. I am so what's excited. Xena making? She is going to imagine and invent and build a kite. She's she amazing. does it. She wraps some parchment around some light wood structure. Yeah. 
And she throws it up and she's a natural. It's flying until it falls down. And then she tries again and again and again. And finally it flies. It's so good. Do you want me to tell you about kites now? I do want you to tell me about kites now. Great. I'm hoping you'll mention my um, favorite person who used kites. Oh, I probably will. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, So kites... Most of the stories about the origins of kites and like the early kite stories come from Asia and Polynesia Mm -hmm. all around like the year zero CE or, you know, a couple centuries before or after. And uh, they're only like 2000. I figured they would have just been like ancient. Well, they might there. I think there were some recent discoveries that speculated that they may have been earlier based on like cave paintings, I think. Cool. But They seem to be fairly recent in, like, the grand scheme of things. So for a long time, the, like, best documented origins would be, like, the Han Dynasty in China, where kites had been used to scare military opponents. Cool. Kind of just flying them, and then the sound of the kites would scare the other army. That would be so terrifying. It would be scary. I would be freaked out. Like, you've never seen anything in the sky other than, like, birds. And then there's this, like, rumbling strange floating flapping thing yeah and you wouldn't understand how it works so you wouldn't like understand the string concept yeah at all. exactly you couldn't even like, see them what? oh my god and then they were used to deliver propaganda or perhaps oh. messages to enemies as well you can fly them over and deliver a message like, you guys suck <laughs> <laughs> give up now yeah. it's like in the wizard of oz Go home, the wicked witch. <laughs> exactly <laughs> guess she better go home they're also used for fishing in Singapore and Borneo. Um, certain people use them to kind of oh, yeah. hang a lure that looks I haven't convincing. seen it does that in one of the episodes, I swear. No, oh, interesting. We'll keep, keep an eye out. I swear. And then also in Japan, Indonesia, Polynesia more generally, um, in New Zealand, Hawaii, and elsewhere in Polynesia, there's a kite god. Ooh. So for the Maori of New Zealand, this is a man deity who becomes a kite and a in Hawaiian mythology, Maui flies a kite. Oh, Maui. And in those places, flying a kite is a way to honor the gods. Or you could also use it in divination. Oh, my God. How cool. I know. I love that. What's the, um, what was the New Zealand kite god's name? Do I actually it? don't know. I can look it up. Add it to the notes. Oh, cool. But I know I was very intrigued by that. And in China and Japan, kites have been used to attract good spirits or scare off bad spirits. And you're not supposed to touch a kite that has landed on the ground as it may be bad luck. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. But they're very connected in those cultures with like the spirit world and with deities in general. That's so fascinating. So kites arrived in Europe uh, apparently around the 1600s. And then probably the most famous kite Mm. in European empire and then American culture is Ben Franklin's kite. Benny Frank's. Benny Franks. Benny Franks. So I looked at the Franklin Museum in Philadelphia. That was right by my old house. And they had a whole discussion of it. And so they kind of illuminated how that kite works. So we kind of, maybe you've heard the story that he sent a kite up in a thunderstorm. Yeah. And there's a little key on it. Yeah. And that's how he discovered electricity. Mm -hmm. But I guess they kind of knew about electricity and they knew about you know, um, lightning. Yeah. But what he could do, first of all, it was constructed in a very particular way so that he would not get electrocuted. Hmm, how? 
Well, there's no rubber at the time. Right? There's no rubber, but he used two different types of thread. Mm. So the first type of thread, okay, so he had a kite with a wire attached to the top to be okay. kind of like a lightning rod. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the kite was a hemp string, mm-hmm. which would get soaking wet during the thunderstorm. Oh. And at the end of the hemp string, he tied a key that hung down and a silk string that stayed dry because he was holding it underneath a... An umbrella like a or something. Umbrella or yeah. like a whatever doorway. Yeah. And so the lightning mm-hmm. would strike the wire and he wouldn't get electrocuted because it wouldn't travel all the way down the string. So when they were out there, when he sent it up in the thunderstorm, he just sent it up and they were like, nothing's happening. But they looked on the little string and Franklin's son noticed the like strands of the hemp string kind of standing out, out, fizzling out a little bit. And so Franklin moved his finger near to the key and then it sparked his finger really fast. And so then he presented his knuckle to the key as Mm -hmm. he wrote it. And then um, (laughs) said, let the reader judge of the exquisite pleasure he must have felt at that moment when he he noticed a little electricity, a very evident electric spark. So, I guess it showed the kind of like um, electric energy in the sky, and that that would be conducted through. Yeah, I'm just like, what kite. is he? What is he proving? I know. I wrote it down, and then I forgot. But it's something about electricity. Yeah. that he's trying to show us with the, the kite. The thing is, well, but with Benjamin Franklin, there were no giants there. Correct? There were no okay. giants. Okay, and it was constructed in a way that he wouldn't get electrocuted mm-hmm. by it. Okay. But there's one other thing I wanted to mention about kites, which is kite fighting. Oh. Have you heard about kite fighting before? Uh, I mean. Well, what I did is I looked up the American Boys Handy Book. Oh, those are so cute. Which are great. (laughs) And one section of them is kite fighting, Mm -hmm. which is actually pretty common, I think, in several Countries, particularly regions around India, so like Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, Nepal, Pakistan, mm-hmm. Vietnam, Korea, Thailand, Chile, List them all. Brazil. <laughs> all of them have like like general, like large cultures of kite fighting. Cool. And um, large participants of kite fighting. But it's basically you send up your kite and you try to cut other kites down. Yeah. How do you do this? Well, Knives. the American Boys Handybook says you can do... Several different types of cutters. So one type of cutter, they say you just get a big bottle, a glass bottle, and then oh. you use the back of a knife blade or a hammer to just break off shards of glass. Then you're going to glue those. Great kid project. <laughs> to, to your cord that's going on the kite. Oh, okay. And you're going to try to snap the other kites Seems with so heavy. your... Well, you're just going to use those little slivers, those really sharp little slivers of glass, okay. just sticking them on that kite, just on the string. And if you don't want to do that, or there may be combo options available, you can use three knives glued together with wax, mm-hmm. each facing a different direction. I, I think I would choose that option. That would be probably easier to not get cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I don't want to fight the kite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And the book does point out that it's not good sportsmanship to cut down people's kites who don't have knives already attached to their kites. You want to just aim for people who already have How can you tell kites. when they're all the way up there, though? Well. 
Are people like, that's one of the questions. I'm a kite fighter. Like yelling. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just in a scene where everyone's fighting kites. Yeah. Um, that would be contextual with it. But it's it great. seems super dangerous. But apparently not a lot of people die doing it. Oh, yeah. Because once it cuts through, it would just plummet to the earth. It's true. Knives down. It's just knives down. <laughs> just plummeting down. <laughs> people have said uh, there apparently have been some accidents with, like, kites going across, like, a road or something like that. <laughs> Ooh, look out. <laughs> <laughs> but I read that, like, a couple years ago when I was like, oh, there might be some fun activities in here. And there was that. And then there is also one where you can grow your own moths. Uh, like have a box <laughs> where you're going to breed moths. I thought you were going to tell me a good story. And then you just launched into <laughs> moth breathing. I know. Uh, I thought I'd share that with you, no. especially. Ugh, I, I'm not a moth fan. <laughs> Justine's a, just a moth enemy. I am a moth enemy. They're her enemies. Just light them all on fire. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. Toss them in the box. Ugh. So that was my <laughs> encounter with the American Boys Handybook. So that's Daniel Beard, the American Boys Handybook. I also looked at the Franklin Institute's um, article, Benjamin oh. Franklin and the Kite Experiment. That's so when I lived in Philly. We were like three, four blocks from Benjamin Franklin's so grave. Lucky. It was cool. His grave was just Sorry, like right there on the corner. Betty <laughs> Franks. <laughs> people would just put pennies on his grave Fun. and go about their day. That's so great. It was cool. He seems like a very active person. He was, he, you know, as with all figures of history, they have their problems. Mm-hmm, but absolutely. He did some good. He did some good and he flew that kite. He flew that kite. There's also a pretty great drunk history, if I remember correctly, about this entire incident. Oh, yeah. So recommended. <laughs> drunk history <is> so good. <laughs> and then I also looked at a New York Times article from 2021 about the ancient history and enduring appeal of flying a kite. It is an enduring appeal. By Noor Brara. Yeah, when Zena like finally gets the right tension to have it in the air, I was like, "Oh, I know that feeling." Yeah, I only flew a kite once, and it was in Golden Gate Park. Really? Mm-hmm. You've only flown a kite once? Yep. Well, I was a little scared it would carry me away, aww. and then it didn't quite catch very well. <laughs> what kind of kite was it? It's like a, a standard, standard red. Yeah, probably. Polygon. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I think it was also not super windy, and so it didn't catch that well. Yeah. So, like, it was a little scary when it caught, and then it also was a little anticlimactic. It is. I feel like me and my dad would fly kites. Hmm. Where did you go? Colonia Park. Where did you go in Colonia Park? On the beach, too. We'd fly kites mm. on the beach all the time. The beach is a good place yeah. for it. All that yeah. wind. Yeah. Then- we have a couple kites. Henry has, like, a really great dragon kite that Those my are, dad got him. I wish we'd had cool kites growing up. Yeah. But just the regular ones is very anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like, make a creature fly. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Right. You gotta go fly more kites, Haley. I know. Maybe I will. Dream. Well, I'm going to be inspired now. Because Zena flew a kite. She did. And she's so good at it. And she probably invented it. Because, <laughs> like, who knows? Is this 300 years B.C.? Could be. It could be before the written record of kite. Absolutely. Write it down, Gabby. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Put it in the scrolls. Make sure Zena doesn't poop on it. Use them. I liked the euphemism of use them. (laughs) So, okay. So she's Uh, flying a kite. Uh Uh-oh. Let's see. Okay. We're back up um, here. Oh, yeah. This part, Zena was so hyper-focused on her plan and Gabby Mm -hmm. was doubting. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Oh, Gabby says, I think this is a long shot here. And Zena says, well, what's your plan? Gabby says, hey, don't get defensive. I just don't share your vision here. And I'm like, why are you questioning? <laughs> why would you ever? 
question. You don't need to share her vision to know she's right. I love also the like kind of premise that Xena is operating under slightly. I don't know. It felt like there was some expectation that Howard's enthusiasm would fade if he saw her acting so irrationally. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Minya was planting that seed. Yeah. But um it didn't. Doesn't it just <laughs> makes us all love her so much more. Yeah. That exactly. she's just like border collie focused on her cats. Mm-hmm. With joy. With joy. So, okay. So she, yeah, it was like, she made it happen, but it's also mm-hmm. like not foolproof. It mm-hmm. keeps crashing too. And Gabby's does like a deep breathing exercise and tells herself to have faith. And then the kite crashes into her. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> so finally, Zena gets it flying. Yeah. And she's like, leaves Gabby with a kite and she's going to go talk to Howard. <laughs> And then Gabby was really hilarious where she takes it and then she like keeps dropping it and the camera's slowly panning away as if it were the kite. Yeah. <laughs> just like good. chase after the spool. Oh yeah. So Zena's talking to Howard. Mm-hmm. They're having an emotional chat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not into you. Mm-mm. But Minya's cool. Like, That's fine. I'm really into you yeah. and I know you're gonna be into me. Oh yeah. And so she leaves. She's like, oh, whatever. Where's she also, Gabby? She tells him that he has a snowball's chance in Tartarus yes. with her. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. The and yeah, the talk didn't work. Mm-hmm. She goes out to find Gabby, who's was, listening on top of the house. And completely abandoned her kite post. Completely abandoned her kite post, which as someone who hasn't flown a lot of kites, I understood. Yeah. But also I was concerned that the kite was gone. Where is the kite? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Gabby's on the roof. Hiding, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to jump on Zena, but Zena just steps out of the way and Gabby hits the ground. <laughs> She's like, your kite's stuck. <laughs> that was really funny. And Zena says, Gabby, it's your time to go talk to Howard. Mm-hmm. So Gabby walks up to Minya. Mm-hmm. And Z- oh, Minya and Zena having a good talk. And Minya like thanks her and runs off. And Zena gave her some advice on handling men. Mm-hmm. Justine adjusted her glasses <laughs> suggestively. That's great, great advice. <laughs> and Zena tells Gabby if the uh, if murdering Gareth works, she'll be repaying her debt to Goliath because mm-hmm. Gareth had murdered Goliath. I know. I liked having this deep history of Gareth and Goliath in this. I love Zena just like taking care of her friends, even though they had had I don't know further history where she had to like murder mm-hmm. her friend. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, just... I murdered you, but I still honor your memory. Yeah, Aww. we love it. So, okay, so then we hear boom, boom, boom. And Gareth is stomping Zagreus's army. He's stomping on them. He's like, I guess he's stomping on the army now. <laughs> no sympathy for the warlord army. No. And then uh, he's like, when he's done, when he's done with Zagreus, he's coming for us. Dun, dun. And this scene is waiting for Gareth, like waiting for Guffman. Oh, it's yeah. Funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Or waiting for Godot. Or waiting for Godot. Got it. So many. So they're they're bored. Gabby's spinning her staff, and Zena's absentmindedly tossing her chakram. Mm-hmm. It's ha- zing zinging around very satisfyingly. Yeah, zing 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 zing. Whoosh. Gareth killed the army. He's resting, and then oh, here comes Zagreus, <laughs> and he's stumbling so funny. on in. He's so great. He's wearing his stu- skull decorated leather armor. So good. He has a tattooed head, mm-hmm. which is exposed, entirely bald, septum piercing, black leather metal skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic warlord wear. Classic. And then he's like, <laughs> you set me up. That giant got my whole, my entire army. 
And I'm just trying to make a living. He doesn't sound like that, but <laughs> close enough. He's like banging into those head. He's going wild. And he He's says like, to Zena, your fists and your little tricks, you make fools of us all. <laughs> I don't like this reinterpretation of it. <laughs> and Zena's about to fight him when we hear, hey, tough guy, you want to talk or fight? This drives him insane. <laughs> Another one? He yells. <laughs> and then he charges at Minya. Minya's wearing some leather and she mm-hmm. looks so good. She does. She has her hair poofed up. Yeah, she looks like a just a total Warlord person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Runs after her and then she punches him in the nose, maybe into his brain. Knocks maybe him out he's dead. immediately. <laughs> he doesn't return. <laughs> Howard sees it all and he's very impressed mm-hmm. she tromps around and he just loves her now and he mm-hmm. runs after her into the hut because it wasn't even Xena it was just the leather it was just the leather Xena knew Xena knew <laughs> but um, we still hear heavy footsteps boom 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 here comes Gareth here he comes boom, boom, boom. Heading down the giant's burial ground. Zena's like, if this doesn't work, get Howard and Minya to safety to Gabby. Oh, yeah. Before she runs off, Gabby apologizes for trading the whip for a frying pan. And Zena apologizes for using the scrolls. Mm-hmm. So Sorry it's a nice I little, used like, your scrolls. Yeah, like things are serious. They're about mm-hmm. to part. They don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they apologize. That's nice. So she runs away. Off, up, a tall eucalyptus to try to find Gareth. Oh, yeah. And she, catch, she has to get the kite. The phone. Oh, yeah. She's caught in the tree. Mm-hmm. And then Gareth's just laughing, and he's wearing this stupid <laughs> helmet with a little nose brim. He's chuckling his way down the road. Uh, 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 <laughs> as soon as he sees Zena, he's angry. Uh, angry. <laughs> and tries to squash her. He's, like, punching the tree. Mm-hmm. She jumps on his back and ties the kite to his belt. Great move. Great move. She stomps on his foot and makes him chase her so the kite goes flying. Yeah. And she's like, come on, handsome. Come on, Gareth. You couldn't catch a cold. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like ululating and jumping over jawbones because we're in the uh, the graveyard of the giants. Yeah. And he's grabbing bones and throwing them at Xena. Yeah. Stomping as he goes. There's some of that great uh, practical effects where mm-hmm. they have like the giant be really close up to this camera mm-hmm. and Xena's really far away. So, so it looks good. like Ugh, he's giant. God. Use it at home. <laughs> it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so Zena says, Goliath says hello. <gasps> and lightning strikes. Ooh, he's electrocuted. He's fried alive. Burned There's a to long, crisp. lingering shot on his crisp corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Zena jumping back. So she, and she looks so small when she jumps back. <laughs> and he's really, really crispy. I just have he like crispy, quite highlights. crispy. And then, fried completely <laughs> next scene going to bed Zena mm-hmm. and gabby are lying down by the fire looking mm-hmm. at the stars Zena's like that cluster looks like a big dipper and yawns mm-hmm. and gabby's like no it looks like a bear mm-hmm. and they cute. kind of point out the different features and they're like oh i see it they're just being like cute mm-hmm. and giggly and then gabby grabs her staff and hits Zena in the <gasps> nose she got her Got her. episode she'd been trying to, and she got her. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Zena's <laughs> like, it's fine. Go to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Gabby kisses her on the cheek, and they lie Aww. back and stare at the stars. It's so cute. So nice. And then Gabby's like, wait, did you let me hit you? And Zena's like, no, totally. You got me, fair and square. <laughs> and we don't know. I don't we know. We don't know. We're never going to know. What do you think? Do you think she let her hit her? I think Gabby got her. I think Gabby got her, too. Mm-hmm. 
And they're they're resting under the statue of Demeter. Yes, which they're see, back at the crossroads, like, or the statue's going with them. Do you think it has a deeper meaning in the episode? I mean, it feels like the concept of like hearth and home, mm-hmm. and like yeah, it's you know like having them end there. Like right. it, it, it was there at the crossroads where they're like trying to figure everything out, and then mm-hmm. it's also like with them when they're in this like really lovely, yeah. just buttoning up of the day. Oh, I love together. that. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. I know. Tears. Yeah, it, but it seemed like the second time they're in this scene when they're lying down with it, where they're not at the crossroads because it makes right. no sense that they would they can't lie down. Clear. Yeah, they're just bringing this hearth and home with them to each place. Oh, so lovely. What themes did we come across in this episode? Mm. What did she learn? I feel like she learned that once again, everyone should just listen to her and trust her yeah, at all times. Absolutely. Once again, but also there's a lot of partnership in this yeah. episode, even if it's like arguing as part of that partnership it's like they're you know reliant on each other yeah and they're yeah it's very clear that xena has let gabrielle into Mm -hmm. her inner like in her inner circle and nobody else is allowed in there Mm -hmm. episode reactions all right extra oscar there weren't a lot of extras in this no i would give it to the demeter statue the mother and child statue absolutely working for them Absolutely. Working overtime. Sybil Award. I guess for Michael Hurst as the, like, actor, director. Mm-hmm. What's Argo mm-hmm. doing? Argo is great. He's great. He's Ar- getting a good brush in. Yeah. Cared for. And what was your favorite Gabby moment? I loved when Minya didn't know who Gabby was. And when Gabby was like, hmm. <laughs> Kind of like... A little bit like shocked, but like not shocked. Yeah, like, this is, <laughs> and pretty like it? popular. Also, it's yeah. just like a very good moment for Gabby for she, me. Everyone's oh, their deliveries were so nuanced. For yes, everything. It, was it was so good. I think mine was the physical comedy when she was trying to hold onto the kite. That was, <laughs> that so, was great. It made me laugh out loud. It um, was such a perfect episode. Yeah. Also, when she told Zena she doesn't share her vision, like that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I, don't, I like. I can't put my finger on what was so funny about it. Which oh, is her so like. Great. I don't share your vision here. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It just got so me so great. The communication, everything. This so episode funny. is such a gem. It was so good. Um, well, mm-hmm. hmm. if you like what we're doing here, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've got a Patreon where we post our research links to like all or just research information for all the episodes. We also share like screenshots from the episodes there. We do have some podcast merch you can find. Mm-hmm. All links to all these things in the description of this episode. Yep. Yay. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you are rewatching too because it is worth this a million so rewatches. And we're very excited for the next episode. Yes. But- I'm so excited. I forget what it's called, but it is a, a cupidy one with a lot of jaxer. Oh my gosh. Finally. It's going to be really good. Yeah, we're right in the um we had so many dark episodes yes. and now we're just like rolling into the straight up <laughs> comedy. I'm so excited. Oh, me too. All right. Until next time. Ah, la, 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 la. See ya. <laughs>